Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of you guys listening, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've got great news, by the way, over at Strange Brew. Huge news, a, a huge development here. Breaking news, call it what you will. If you are a Keurig owner, which is, of course, one of the most popular uh, coffee cup or coffee uh, makers in the world right now. Everybody seems to have one of those. K-Cups are now available of all your favorite Strange Brew flavors. You can buy them, obviously, at any Strange Brew location in Starkville or Tupelo, or, as I've said many times, you can shop online for them at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. So if you have a Keurig and you want to grab some great Strange Brew coffee, that's totally doable now. The Strange Brew K-Cups are here. College Corner. CollegeCornerStore.com. There's still time this holiday season to pick up the maroon and white merchandise your family wants. And, of course, now Liberty Bowl t-shirts will be available if that's what you're looking for. So, two locations in Jackson to serve you. They're in Ridgeland uh, by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. Whatever you wanted to put under the Christmas tree that's maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco here in Starkville is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. I can only say newest for, I guess, until that Chipotle finally opens up. Then they'll just be the best Mexican restaurant, which is fine. Totally acceptable. You know, you can't, you can't always be the newest. We have to add to our 20 Mexican restaurants in a town of 20,000 people. We we'll almost have one for every 10 people. It's something like that, yeah. But... Nobody has a restaurant like Humble Taco, not just in Starkville, but anywhere else. It's such a unique place, unique food, and a great experience every time. Swing by there, grab one of their handcrafted margaritas, grab some chips and salsa, and enjoy a delicious meal. Next time you're in Starkville, head to Humble Taco. This holiday season, if you're looking for something to bring to your holiday party, I said holiday twice, that's a little little redundant, but that's okay. Go to Firehouse Subs and pick up an incredible party platter. They've got great offers and great deals. Everything you need for the holiday party, and you will be the hero when you show up toting a Firehouse Subs party platter. And, of course, if you're just looking to pick up lunch, they make it so easy for you at Firehouse with the Firehouse Subs app. Download it today, put in your order, walk in, grab your sandwich, walk out, and you're also piling up reward points so you'll be eating free sandwiches faster than you can imagine, including my favorite, the meatball. I still haven't gone over there and gotten the meatball and added the pepperoni yet, though. That's a, that, that's on the, the list for this week. We're going to make that happen. I'm going to give that a try. Next time you're looking for lunch, you know where to head. Firehouse Subs, locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, and Madison. All right, Robbie. You got your blue suede shoes. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, Robbie Falk. Can't wait. Crying all the time. You'll have a blue Christmas without me. You're not going? No, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't know. You don't want to go eat barbecue? I can eat barbecue in my own backyard. Yeah, but... I know how to make ribs. Why don't you eat somebody else's? I mean, I, I do like the barbecue. 
I do like the barbecue in Memphis. It is good. I mean, what else are you going to be doing? What day is the game? The twenty eighth. I think it's uh, is it twenty seventh. I thought it was. I thought it was New Year's Eve. Is it not? It usually is. I thought. You think that seems like a piece of information we could have known before we started recording? Well, you're the person that's in charge here. I, I you know, no, 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 no. I saw. I saw what you put on the message board. That uh, it's your show. I saw that. Well. I mean, I saw that. I'm not supposed to mention your name on our on our board. Okay, now I know that's not that's a lie. I have an account. It's and it's my name. I'm not. I don't even. I'm but not. You're just a random member on the board. I'm not one of these people who hides behind a username like Humuckle or Smiley J or anybody else. All right, I put my name out there. You know who I am. There's no reason to call out. Posters. I'm not. I'm not a keyboard cowboy. All right. There's no reason to call out posters on this show. It's done. I just did it. I guess I can't do anything to you. It's on December 28th, in case you're wondering. 5.45 kickoff. Yay. Uh, I don't know if I'm coming yet. Uh, I think that they had mentioned they want to send me to that. I told them what they should do. Let's just start a full riot. Instead of, since we didn't go to Omaha, let's just send the whole crew down to New Orleans. I'll take a free trip to New Orleans for a week. Why can't they come to uh, Memphis? <laughs> ah, you know, got New Orleans. So I'd rather go to New Orleans, to be totally honest with you. Anyway, Mississippi State and Texas Tech. The storylines kind of all write themselves, though, for this game. Obviously, Mike Leach, Texas Tech, anybody who knows Mike Leach, you know the story there. Uh, I don't know a lot about Texas Tech as we sit here on December 5th. I'll have to be a lot more familiar with them as we go. Uh, but this Another is a team, coach got fired they, they went through a midseason coaching uh change and it sort of sparked their season and they ended up being you know pretty good by the end of the year had a couple of good wins over I think Kansas State and TCU um and you know that's like I said I, I just don't as we sit here today they're not I'm not as familiar as I, I'm going to be by the time we get there but it's 12 straight bowls for Mississippi State which is I think the fourth longest streak or one of the top five streaks in the country. I know it's. I think it's the third longest streak of the SEC behind Georgia and Alabama and Texas A&M. So I guess it's fourth. Um, say what you want about whatever you want to say. When this team was two and two, it was fair to, to question whether or not they, we would be talking about this on this day. And they got the job done. Yeah, did they lose games they shouldn't have? Absolutely. But they won games they shouldn't have as well. I think... By and large, this team should be pretty pleased that it's in a bowl game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just making it to a bowl is big for Mississippi State. I know fans or fans want more, and you should want more. But this is a program that hasn't always been to bowl games. There was a long time when we were sitting around watching teams that couldn't get past three or four wins. So um, you know, I, I never take covering a bowl for granted. That's always fun to go to these different cities and things like that. We've been to to the Liberty Bowl um a, a couple of times on this beat. Uh I didn't I wasn't on the beat yet in 07, but this will be my third Liberty Bowl uh to go to and this will be the second time I've gone to to Memphis this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled about it, but it, it's it's another opportunity to to cover a football game and I'm not going to be upset about that. And they have good barbecue in Memphis. They do have good barbecue. There's no question uh about that. One thing I will say about this, I think something that gets lost a lot of the times is this. The bowl game is a reward for the team, not for the fans. That's right. So when people say, well, well, you know, I, I, it's, it's better for MSU fans to get to Memphis, blah, blah, blah. 
ask yourself this. If you're a football player, would you rather play in an NFL stadium in a climate-controlled environment, or would you rather play in a dump, which is what the Liberty Bowl is, in probable 30-degree weather? So when, when you're, you're complaining, you know, I get that January 4th is not a date a lot of fans can make, but the money on these games is made from television. It's not made from ticket sales. Um, the team sort of got shafted here. A seven and five team got picked for a worse bowl than a six and six team. Now I know that six and six team in LSU beat Mississippi State, but every game counts, and State was better overall than LSU was. So. I just think we're really splitting hairs when we get down to that because uh, these games are all just kind of lumped together. They are, but and Mississippi State didn't take care of business. Now you're not wrong about that. If State had beaten Memphis. Beating LSU, if beat State had Ar- beaten Memphis or Arkansas, one game, just win, just, just beat Memphis. You're not going to go back to Memphis. No, no question about it. If, if they win, if I they win eight I games, they're that, not going to Liberty Bowl. I thought that beating, playing in Memphis already this year would have hurt them as far as going to Memphis this year. You would have thought, but but at the end of the day, I think from a player perspective, I would much rather play in the Texan Stadium than the Liberty Bowl. So you yeah. know, they're the ones who who are getting you know shafted if anybody is for this one, but. I feel like this matchup, just looking at it on paper, and what little again, I you know have to tell you that I, what little I know about Texas Tech, feels like State has a big opportunity to get an eighth win, and that's that's very key. Eight, there's a world of difference between eight and five and seven and six when you come into the game seven and five. Like if you're six and six and you get that seventh win, you're thrilled. If you're seven and five and you fall to, seven, it just feels like if you end the game on a two game in the year on a two game losing streak. People are going to remember that. They're, they're not going to be. They're not. There's not going to be a lot of excitement going into the offseason. Whereas if you win this game, you can say, "Look, from the time they were two and two, they finished what six and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something you can sell. They got better each week. Blah blah blah. Call it what you want. It's perception, and perception, as I always say, is reality. But state. This is you know. I'm a guy who says meaningless bowl games a lot, and when I don't get upset when players sit out. This is, but this game has some meaning for Mississippi State. It does, the, and it, it's, in in some ways, it's kind of like that 2013 Liberty Bowl. You have a chance here to really kind of jumpstart into your next season. Um, it would have, it would have been even bigger for Mississippi State had they won that Egg Bowl, and you're playing in a maybe a Florida Bowl game or, or possibly Tech. I don't know where they would have gone at if they would have won, but. Um, you're playing in, an, in a nice environment. You got a chance to win nine games. I mean, that that would have been really big. But this is this is big too. I mean, for Mississippi State to get to eight and uh, four would be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for eight Mike, and five. would it be eight and five? Yeah, yeah eight and five. Uh, for State to get to eight and five would be huge because you got all these guys coming back. You've won you've won two bowl games in two years under Mike Leach, and you feel like you're really moving in the right direction. So. This is a big game for Mississippi State. I, I hadn't even looked at the matchup like you. I, yeah. I haven't even. I don't even know what Texas Tech has, um, other than the fact that they they fat they fired uh, Matt Wells. So um, I, I just don't know what to expect just yet. But you got to think State's going to be favored in this game. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting dynamic that you're going up in mean, Mike Leach versus Texas Tech, a place where he's still revered right. by a lot of people there. Uh, his his uh, tenure did not end well, but people there still love him. And there's people you know, in the high school scene; they basically worship him there. Um, they they run his concepts, they run his offense, their programs run the same. 
Uh, so, I mean, there are a lot of people there that still love Mike Leach, and that's going to be a really interesting uh, storyline coming into this ball game. And I, I'm really interested to see what Mississippi State does uh, against Texas Tech because this is this is really pivotal for them moving forward. Uh, you you don't want to go into the off season having lost back to back ball games and being just one game over 500. So I misspoke earlier. Let me correct that. They did not beat uh, TCU or Kansas State. I thought they won those games, but they did not. So this year, this is their their schedule. Just looking at it now, start out the year. They're Houston's only loss prior to the big uh, the ATAC championship game. They beat them in the season opener. Started out the year three and zero, and then gave up seventy points to Texas, who I'm not entirely sure scored seventy points the rest of the year. Yikes! But then they turn they they bounce back and beat Virginia, West Virginia, who's a bowl team. So they're sitting at four and one. I I sort of see why Matt Wells lost. The next two games they lose. Oh, I'm sorry, they lose the next one uh, at home on homecoming to, to TCU, 52-31. They bounce back to beat Kansas. They lose a close one to Kansas State. They get blown out by Oklahoma. Then they beat Iowa State. So they've beaten some decent teams this year. Then they, their last two games of the season were against the two teams that played in the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma State and Baylor, and obviously they lost both of those. So the, how many wins do they have? They're 6-16. Six? Six and 16. Okay. 3-6 so. and six in the conference and 3-0 uh, and oh outside of the conference with a win over Houston. So they've beaten three bowl teams this year. So this isn't a bad team, but they're not a great team either. It's a, it's a game that State should win. It's a game that State should win. Am, am, am I wrong saying that I think that, that this game has – some meaning for Mississippi State, or, or or is it just another bowl game? Yeah, I, you know, with Leach, you never know, obviously. But I feel even with him, he's got to have a little part of him that wants to. Oh yeah, you Texas Tech's nose in it, right? Yeah, that that's a that's a that's a thing where I you know I could see him trying to to get some points late in that yeah. game. Like this yeah. this one's for first and goal from the five, and there's like a minute left, and he states up fourteen. He's going to try to push it in. Yeah, like this one's for Craig James, you know. <laughs> will Will there be a shed reference in any post game? Yeah, commentary? Mississippi State has taken Texas Tech to the to the shed. Yeah, so if, it's like we took them to a shed and just left them in there for a couple hours or something. <laughs> will those things be happening? We, those are some prop bets. I don't know if Vegas will give you. What is Craig James up to these days? I I probably still on the run from the law for killing uh, those five uh, Let's not wait. Hold on. What? Let's not go down that road. Five. Remember the five. <laughs> God, uh, I have no idea what Craig. I mean, he lost that Senate bid, didn't he? Yeah, can you believe that dude ran for Senate? Did he run against Ted Cruz? Did he? I mean, to get the Republican have. nomination, it had to be right. I don't know. I don't know who the other. T- I don't know off the top of my head who the other, t- other Texas senator is. I just remember how bad he was on commentary. Not good. What what always bothered me? This is we're way down. Is the anybody road. good on commentary right now? Well, by the way, the commentary is not good they're anywhere. Good, there are good guys on commentary. Very few. What bothered me about Texas or about Craig James so much is that he was so self righteous about the purity of college football, and he played at SMU during during that the time. absolute worst time of their of their cheating. And like, yeah, he, he, I don't like, want to hear it. I, it just it drove me insane. Like, how can you be so self righteous? You know, just have have a little. Common humility, you know, a little, little self awareness. Doesn't know? Leach in that lawsuit like still pending or whatever? I have Leach no in idea, Texas Tech, but I, I guarantee you that we'll find out in the next twenty days. That somebody's no, somebody, going to bring it oh, up. Oh, it's going to get brought up for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Obviously, we'll have some folks on who know Texas Tech a lot better uh, than Robbie and I. Like John Sokoloff, we might, we might have to have him on. 
or if, if nothing else, we'll have uh, you know someone who he recommends. Okay. To, to do that. So, for Mississippi State, another thing to consider is you know Will Rogers. I believe, I believe is about fifty yards shy of breaking or setting. Breaking's not the right term, but he will finish second uh, in the SEC in terms of single season passing yards with a great game uh, against, or not even a great game. He just has to complete fifty yards worth of passes. And uh, two less games. It'll be, is that correct? Mac Jones played 15 games. Joe no. Burrow played 15 games. Ma, Ma, this is Mac Jones is from last year, so it would only be 13 games. Oh, uh, was it last year? Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, you're right. Because Mac Jones you're didn't right. start all the games in 19. But, I, but was, uh, it hurt. is 15. Burrow had 5,000 plus. Yeah, Burrow had 15 games. No question about that. Uh, Mac Jones, this will they'll be the same number of games. Okay. But that said, if, if uh, Rodgers has a pretty typical game, He'll be about 350, 400 yards ahead of Mac Jones when this is done. And I mean, people will people will dismiss that, you know, as a product of the offense and all that. But I mean, well, it it's still a big deal. That's a lot of yards. Here's the thing, Robbie. It's it's it is a lot of yards. And one thing I keep I, I keep having to say that I've been saying this a lot to Richard lately. It's like it's not a rule that he has to complete the passes just because he throws them doesn't mean the ball has to be accurate. You know, there's been a lot of guys that have played in this yeah. offense that have that have thrown for far less. Yeah, right. I now, mean, he threw for he didn't even throw for two thousand last year. I mean, here's the thing: against a Big Twelve team, which you know probably isn't great defensively, he's what is it five hundred and fifty one yards away from five thousand yards. Yeah, that is a reasonable. I mean, it could happen. I think he'll finish between forty eight and forty nine. Yeah, he'll probably have like. Uh, four like four ten or something like that. Four ten would put him at uh, four thousand eight hundred and fifty nine yards. You Sounds know, thirty five touchdowns to eight picks. He'll probably be at thirty eight touchdowns, thirty nine touchdowns to. Oh, we'll give him a pick. Sure, thirty nine. Thirty nine to nine is pretty good. Yes, I mean we're we're basically four and a half to one at that point. Why does nobody ever talk about you know running backs being in a system? I mean, Whenever the running backs have like two thousand yards, you're not, rushing. you're not wrong. If a guy, you know, nobody ever looks at a running back and goes, "Oh, well, he had you know four hundred carries." Yeah, nobody ever says that. They just, say, "Oh, he's a great running back." I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, again, I say all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. If a quarterback, Nick Fitzgerald was a system quarterback. That's why he ran for so many yards. The system was designed to allow him to do that. I mean, a lot of what Matt Corral has done is based on the system. Yeah. If he if Matt Corral was running uh what he was running I mean it, when Matt Corral was a second string quarterback yeah. at Ole Miss when Rich Rodriguez was there. Because John Rice Plumley was a system quarterback and yeah. fit Rich Rodriguez. So they're running a system that fits their quarterback. Like, That's what you do in football. It's like people expect the off you know, okay, this week you have to run an I formation offense. Next week we're gonna run the spread. Next week we're gonna run the wishbone. And if you're successful in all of them, we'll call you a good quarterback. You're not a system quarterback at that point. Yeah, I just get tired of it. It, it, it is. It, it's, is a, it diminishes the it diminishes it the work that the that the kid has done. There are a lot, and that's not fair. I mean, I, I have to go back and look, but I mean, Rodgers is going to complete between seventy five and seventy six percent of his passes this year. I don't care what system you're in. That's that's. Inc- I mean, you can throw the ball in. Oh, he dinks and dunks. You can throw inaccurate passes and dinks and dunks. Yes, people do it all the time. Yeah, it's not like KJ Costello was doing. Yeah, was completing that last year. So, yeah, I just get I just get tired of that whole label. What's, I mean, what's the year for him uh, stat wise. What's what's his best game for the year? He he went over five hundred one game, didn't he? Um, was that against Arkansas? No, 
But what is his best game? He didn't. Was go five, he didn't do five hundred this year. He did. Uh, his, he had, his highest yardage total is against Arkansas, four seventeen. He had four. I'm sorry, I take it back. It was against Memphis, four nineteen. Yeah, his best game was was Kentucky. Kentucky. From for, yeah, third, from that's that's where he completed ninety two percent of his passes. Right after the, uh, but he didn't even throw for four hundred, did he? Against Kentucky, did he throw no, for four hundred forty four. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that was a game. If you recall, State ran the ball like thirty. Right, times. right. Since since the Alabama game against Alabama, he only completed sixty three point six percent of his passes, which is the the lowest for the year. 71-9, and then he had a bad game against Ole Miss by his standards, sixty-five and a half. Yeah, the Ole Miss game wasn't great. Yeah, but it was raining too. I'm, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think that had more this to do with it, it is, than anything. So. Great year for Will Rogers, a Manning Award finalist. I don't think you'll win that award, but just to be, I mean, he's just a sophomore. Yeah, it's just it's just going to keep getting better. I mean, next year you're gonna. I think you're really gonna start to hear things ramp up for him preseason. Mm-hmm. People are gonna start talking about him. He will it, be the second team. He'll be second team All SEC next year. Yeah, Ryan Bryce Ryan. Young and then him. Bryce Young will be number one. Bryce Young, by the way, very deserving of the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, uh, we, I wasn't convinced let's, a couple let's, of year, a couple of weeks ago. Now I am. Let's talk about that before we 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 change topics and go to basketball. That is one of the more improbable results, and I know we're talking about Alabama here. I, nobody, even the most diehard Alabama fan who thought, well, we can win, wasn't saying we're going to dominate this game. Did we get sandbagged by Alabama? I, I don't think – I think it's just we we are very naive. We, we forget who Nick Saban is. We forget who Alabama is. This isn't some bunch of under, underdogs out there. This is still a group of five-star recruits across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like – Alabama just stopped recruiting. Kirby Smart's been recruiting at a high level, but Alabama's still been there. They've still been there right at the top. So uh, they haven't played well this season. I think it it skewed our our thoughts on them because they struggled against A&M, struggled against Auburn, didn't look good against LSU, didn't look good against Arkansas. But at the end of the day, Nick Saban is still daddy. Mm -hmm. He is still daddy. And he's still Kirby Smart's daddy until proven otherwise. I saw a TikTok that uh, was it was just a picture of Saban, and then it flipped to these people singing, and it was it was labeled as College Football Playoff Committee, and they were singing "My God is an Awesome God." Like, <laughs> You're kind of right. If Saban beats Kirby um, in the national championship, mm-hmm. Kirby will not beat him. I'm I'm, I'm predicting yeah, I, that. I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to beat him. What happened is this. I think they, 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 they were caught off guard by losing to Texas A&M. They didn't play well. They were caught off guard, right? What was the next game after that? State. Which was probably the most thorough, dominating performance they had all year. Completely yeah. in control. That was the game where they were just like, okay, we need to show people we're still in charge here. Then after that, they just sort of I – think, I, think I think Nick was just like, we've got this. We're not going to lose again. Let's just let people think that we're weak. And so that when we get when we get to the to, to play Georgia, they have no idea what we're capable. Of. I don't think that. I, I think I think it was in you his think mind. It, that you think he planned the Iron Bowl though, because that was they should have lost that game. I, th- I think he knew the whole time. He's like, whatever I want the, the score, I will. I don't think that. You. I don't think that. I think he's too. I don't think Do he's not underestimate the power of the emperor. I just think that they're something's th- off. I just think they're inconsistent. I think that this team just has they, not played a lot of they, football. They figured it out. But 
that they can turn it on just about any wasn't at it any 10 point. nothing georgia it was it was 10 nothing and then and then it was like 34 to 17 or something well, I mean, like that. finished 41 24 so that's 41 14 from that point on yeah i mean it georgia was just, gave up 83 points this year oh um, 41 in one game it was unbelievable i mean like the play where like Jamison Williams caught the pass across the middle of the field and just took off and left everybody, I was like, okay, Bama's going to win this. Yeah, we That's we insane. have that we are so stupid that we forgotten who Alabama is. You're right. We we at the end of the day they lost us. they lost one game. They lost to Texas A and M on the road, and their that Auburn game might have been their worst game of the year. That was second worst. They actually lost that one. But yeah. They couldn't have played much worse, although they did against Auburn. But uh, we just we we cannot continue to just push Nick Saban to the side like the dynasty's over. They're no. still right there. Well, until you know, he fun, leaves, what was this funny is what's going to happen. Is I was already looking ahead to next year. I was like, that team's going to be really good next season. They'll be right back. Oh yeah, they're but no, everybody. They're going to be much. the defending national champions. Yeah, I mean, I'm convinced. Alabama, Georgia. In the in the in the final, I picked Bama to win the national championship preseason. I picked Georgia, but after that after that A and M game, mm-hmm. I started thinking that nobody's good except for Georgia. And now he here's us. Bama is he got here. us, Save and he is just us. dude. He is loving this he because nobody nobody expected them to. Because you don't anything. ever get that at Alabama. You don't ever get the whole no. Alabama in this time has not been able to play. I, nobody believed in us. Yes, but they were able to play it Dude, this past week. A, after the, the after the was yummy. after the Iron Bowl when he went and like was just giddy with Miss yeah. Terry after the game and he stuff. Knew. Like you knew that that guy was just living it up, man. Because the they up. got they had no pressure on them. Nobody thought that they were gonna get, gonna get to the national championship, and they're going to get there and they're gonna win. I just I I know it's gonna happen. Feel like I need to give like the Mark Ruffalo from uh, from Spotlight Award here. They knew, <laughs> they knew. All right, let's move on into basketball. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. This holiday season, give the gift of beef. Whenever you go shopping, you know if you. I'm telling you right now, and I've I've bought meat for people for uh, holidays before. Nothing says I love you. Nothing says Merry Christmas like a steak. And also give the gift to your favorite steak place and burger restaurant by going to the Mississippi Beef Council's Facebook page, drop them a like, and then vote in the uh, statewide poll for the best hamburger and the best steak in the state of Mississippi. Make sure you vote in the poll. Don't put it, leave a Facebook comment. That won't count. And you can get, your, uh, get some great recognition to your favorite place to eat beef here in the Magnolia State. Merry Christmas and beef. It's what's for dinner from the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to go when you're looking for smoked southern soul food. Not just barbecue when you head to Two Brothers. It's so much more than that, and the menu really reflects that. Robbie and I tell you all the time, you can find us at Two Brothers almost every week. I'm sure this week will be no different. Head over to Two Brothers, 621 University Drive for smoked southern soul food. Advantage Business Systems makes it really, really easy for you. They've got the plan that serves your business. They offer you an incredible selection of products, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint, and they take everything they sell, and they sell it to you, and they back everything up with that customer service that you would expect dealing with your next-door neighbor, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They're Mississippi business first and foremost. Check them out today. Find out how they can put 40, I'm about to have to say 47 years of experience to work for you. Number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 
Mississippi State drops a non-conference basketball game at the Hump on Sunday, 81-76 to Minnesota. A game that saw the Bulldogs fall behind by 14 points, not once but twice. Battle all the way back to have the game tied in the final seconds, but Minnesota makes a couple of clutch shots. Mississippi State can't make one. And then that was that. Iverson Molinar had a really great game, 26 points for him. He was uh, nearly unstoppable in the final moments, but he did miss the uh, the final shot that the State had to, to, to tie the game after a, 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 a three-pointer by Minnesota, who shot the ball incredibly well, especially in the second half. Uh, shot over 50% uh, from the field and from three. Uh, they were nine of their first ten from the field in the second half, where State had cut the lead to one. They were able to push it back to 14. They started started the game on a 14-0 run. I give State a lot of credit for fighting and for sticking around, but this is a game you sort of needed to have, I feel. And that, we talked about this week. You know, this 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 game against uh, I forget who, who do they play the other night it was Lamar. Mm-hmm. Then you have this game, and then now you have to take a week off basically before you go to Texas to play Colorado State. In that three games, you needed to be two and one. Well, now you've got no room for error. You got to win this game against Colorado State to keep everybody. Who's who? And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, the bandwagon is not big. I was at the game today. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of these guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna chide anybody. You don't want to come to the game. Don't come to the game. That's fine. But I, I do feel like Ben Howland, who is you know, he's got to. He's got to get this team in the tournament. I, I, I've said it since day one. If he, if this team doesn't go to the tournament, you got to make a, you got to make a change. But I got to give him some credit, right? It's got to be incredibly difficult to recruit to an empty stadium. Yeah, the, you have no selling point as far as an atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, you just have you just have playing. People are just not interested in basketball. They're interested. They they uh, we have people that are commenting commenting on it, but people are just not interested to the point where they want to come to the game. And uh, you know, a lot of it's been blamed on women's basketball, where people aren't coming to that either. So, I mean, people just aren't going to games at Mississippi State for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, you know, it is it's it is difficult. And it, it it's not helping the product on the floor. Crowds usually help. Well, that's what I thought team. a couple of times. I mean, you know, Minnesota gets out to a quick 7 nothing lead, right? The crowd isn't there to sort of get you back in, you know, hey, let's pick it up here. Or, you know, when you're making that run – there's no crowd to like rattle the other team. You're having to do it completely with your play. And again, I don't blame Mississippi State fans for trepidation. I don't blame them for not being on board. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. But I do say. But at the same time, once again, we're, we've had this a lot recently, right? Two things can be true at the same time. Yes. It, it's it's possible to say, look, I understand why you don't come to the games, but also say not having a crowd is is a is a real tangible reason. Why State would lose a close home game like this? Yeah, it doesn't help. State was a ten and a half point favorite today, by the way. Minnesota was a lot better than I expected. That uh, I haven't watched them all year. I need but to see more of them. If they play like that, well, I mean, most they're of the they're going to shoot the ball like that. Yeah, they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, a lot of that was just kind of seemed kind of fluky. Let's be honest. I mean, it was just kind of like just throwing up some prayers and they were they were dropping. Mm. But man, how many times have we watched that game play out? State gets down. They come back, can't get over the hump, and they lose anyway. I mean, that's happened a lot. It's just that's been one of those things that you know Ben Howland teams are going to fight. They've done that from the beginning since he's been here. Mm-hmm. But there's been too many games that he hasn't been able to, to win mm-hmm. that have been like that. State's going to have some games like that this year. Last year they had a ton of them, and they didn't win them. There, there was a lot of games like that they didn't win. The Kentucky game was kind of the outlier 
in the SEC tournament. That was a game where you're just kind of like, well, I wasn't expecting that. You know, State blew a lead and Kentucky got up and State came back and won. So State has got to find a way to win those close games. I mean, I thought when they tied it up on Molinar's three-point play mm-hmm. that Minnesota was about to fold. I did, but too. they just got it in the hands of of their guy, and he went and made a play. Yeah, give them give Minnesota a lot of credit. They, I took, mean, he just chunked it up. I mean, let's just well, a lot of those shots were tough. Conte- I, I didn't have a problem with State's the way they were playing defense. I thought they, they there were a lot of contested looks that fell for Minnesota. Sometimes the team is just hot. The problem was the first half. State, State was just miserable the first half. State, I think, is still out of sync. I don't feel like everybody's fallen into their roles yet. I don't feel like people know exactly where they're supposed to be yet. Um, Tolu Smith, really bad game for him today. I've coming off back-to-back double-doubles, but he did not play well. I thought DJ Jeffries played one of his better games. Obviously, Molinar was good. Rocket Watts off the bench, I think he'll be starting pretty soon. He he, he feels like he's sort of a... Over Shaquille Moore. I think he's a little bit better than Shaquille Moore. Moore might be the bench guy in this. Yeah, he had, Moore had a couple of opportunities to knock down a big shot, and he and he couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is one of those games. Like, I, I really feel like State's not even close still to what they can be. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of my concern with them preseason. Can they stay in, in good standing for whenever they, they hit their stride? Right. Don't don't. That's why this slip game up. on Saturday against Colorado State is they is can't crucial. they cannot lose anymore. You cannot lose any more non conference games. Because so I don't think Louisville or Minnesota is going to be bad losses, mm-hmm. but they're not good wins. Right. You don't have quality wins there. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Um, but as long as you don't lose to and Colorado State's undefeated, I think still. they are nine and zero. They so, have they have wins. Over, I mean, in terms of teams that I would you've seen in the in the playoffs or seen in the tournament before, Oral Roberts, Creighton, Bradley, Arkansas, Little Rock, St. Mary's. These are these are those are good wins. That's that's the resume of a tournament team thus far, assuming they handle their business in conference play. And this game is you know in a a uh, sort of a neutral site. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a big game for Mississippi State. They need to find a way to get it done. MSU's not been good at neutral sites. No, that often. What? what? 0-2 last year, 1-1 Well, they went to the year. NIT, they were okay, but... Yeah, but still. Well, that get, that definitely gets a yeah, but still. So, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I Go feel ahead. like this team, whenever SEC play heats up, they're going to be really good, but, you know, a couple of years ago, they were really, they were they were good, at, they, they were top four in the SEC, and you didn't know if they were going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, that's not a guarantee that you're going to being in good shape so you need to you need to be able to close the non-conference play strong mm-hmm. and try to get you know the chemistry 100 percent by the time conference hits because yeah alabama's looking great arkansas is looking really good mm-hmm. auburn's looking really good mm-hmm. you know kentucky you got teams in this conference that are going to be tough night in night out yeah and that's what I, you know. I thought this would this could be a really good win for them, and they just couldn't. It would have been an incredible win if they had pulled it off to come Four, back. The fourteen nothing run was the killer because the no, whole game. I disagree with you. I well, here's why I say that. Okay. The entire game you're you, playing you, catch up. You play catch up, and you and you tie it, and then they push it back out, and then you tie it again. What, and then what, they, push they never it back tied out. it. They never tied it in the first in the second half. Well, you got it to they one got within, point, but that's the thing. They got it within one, so they erased the first fourteen run. Yeah, it was but letting them get it back out to fourteen was the was what killed. Well, them. that's my point. 
a lot of times the effort that you put in getting mm-hmm. to that point, That's, it, it takes it out. It's of you. tough to to continue they to maintain that. They did it twice yeah. though, incredibly. But they do that a lot. They they've done this so many times. Yeah. Um, and they got to find a way to win those games. I agree. I agree. Big game Saturday with Colorado State. All right, we'll be talking bowl games. We'll be talking recruiting. Obviously, stay had a big recruiting weekend this weekend. <laughs> if you're someone who loves chaos on a message board, today was a fantastic day for you. Uh, we'll talk about that. State, I mean, I don't know if the commitments are coming, but it looks good with some of their top, uh, the, basically three of their top four targets that remain on the board. Obviously, we had the, uh, the decommitment of, of Cam East which sparked an incredible debate on 24-7. Uh, but that's uh, we'll talk about. Let's just, we'll do a little recruiting tomorrow on top of whatever it is. Uh, and then, of course, we have the, uh, the Rumblings uh, on Wednesday. All right, guys, have a great uh, Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.